and they all start hooking up with each other's sons. And it's the most dark, fucked up show we've ever seen in my family and I. Is this pretty love it. Milf Manor. This sounds are like some Australian so shit or something. It is the greatest show. But it is my guilty pleasure and my low. For so then show. the drama just ensues. They're oh like, "Oh my god!" Immediately You're having sex with my son. Yeah, but everyone's like, having sex with each other. And the sons. mom's like, "He doesn't like her. She's she's not for him. No." And he's like, "I'm in love with her." Hello, everyone. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. For this week's interview episode, we're doing something a little different. We've gotten a lot of notes from you all saying that you wished episodes were a little bit longer. And we don't edit our conversations too much, um, but that being said, there are plenty of outtakes. So this week we decided to give the people what they want and just include a bunch of sort of deleted scenes from past interviews. So we're including clips from Kelly Rowland, Megan Trainer, Island Baldwin, Winnie Harlow, Bad Baby um, that were cut out for the episode for the runtime and have never been heard before. By the way, I just wanted to say, don't forget to check out our new YouTube channel and show us some love over there. It's at youtube.com at Emrata. We've got a bunch of full episodes, clips, and shorts that are already live on there, and there's a lot more coming. Um, They're all your favorite episodes. So many people have asked for video. Well, now it exists. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Okay, so first up, let's get into some clips from the Megan Trainer episode. Um, in this clip, Megan Trainer is talking about the craft of songwriting. It's funny when you're talking about the process of writing the song because I feel like you are kind of an anthem queen. Yeah, you're an anthem queen. I'm loud. I love it. I mean, I thought this whole the whole morning this morning when I was getting ready, I was like, and it's on the bumper bass, <laughs> like all morning and just like singing. And I was like, damn, she's a fucking good songwriter. So how's that? How do you like set? I mean, you mentioned with mother the process. Is it always like that? You're like, okay, I have this concept. I know I want like how do they come together? Nowadays, how do you, it's how do you like write that. an anthem? Back in the day, it was always melodies first. Like, what's the catchiest thing that I could keep you up at night with? You know, mm-hmm. but now it's like I want to say something that means something, and a lot of people are listening. So let's let's um, or or if it's something I'm going through, I'm like I know a bunch of people are going through this as well. Like, let's talk about it. Um, my friend once told me the best thing ever. She was like, "You say things that I'm uncomfortable to say out loud, but I feel." And I was like, ah, okay, in music. So, yeah. And then I make it a fun dance track, and we're all singing, but like saying something, you know? This next one, Megan Trainer speaks on how she decides what to keep private, and we talk a little bit about what it's like to have older parents as well. How do you decide what to keep private versus not? Because we were talking about the book and everything. Yeah, and very TikToks, open. you share so much. I don't know. You know uh, it's a collective thing. I do, before I post anything, I do show everyone i'm like this is good right i spell everything right you know Mm -hmm. and then my husband we were very good at talking to each other of like what's a boundary um and i learned that with dating him i was like Mm -hmm. what do you not want me to say about you to the whole world um and now we talk about like the boy the our kid and our kids and like are we gonna really try to hide them forever and have a big rule of no cameras at our house. My dad's older and he posts everything. So I was like, 
we're gonna he's he's gonna blow it so i might as well just my dad blew yeah. it and i was like dad can you please take that photo down and yeah. he's like i'm so sorry you know it was like <laughs> oh they get so devastated cute. my dad's yeah. um turning 76 next week so. mine's 75 hey 1947 oh, yeah, yeah. and so my mom's crazy. 20 That's years younger oh wow yeah so she's your mom's 68. like out and about and yeah so she's running with us you That's know cool 75 is not as old as it used to be but yeah he can still do everything but like we just brought him to australia and those trips are so long that yeah and i was pregnant so i have to take my little baby aspirin the day before the day of and the day after and i was like dad aspirin time we can't have any blood clots you know oh that's cute <laughs> He's like, i'm fine i'm like take take one you don't show your baby right I do actually. Oh, you do? I do show my baby. I didn't at first. At first, um, you didn't. But you know, I live in New York City, so he gets papped all the time. Yeah. And I was just I kind of I like, I want to control. Yeah. I want to control some of it. Um, I also kind of had this moment where I was like, I think that in the future, people are going to be like, that was ridiculous that we tried to do that. Um, tried to hide to them. hide them. Yeah. And, you know, my ex and I at one point decided we were just like, we love this child so much. We want to share them. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm obsessed um, with mine. I can't But then I get, it. we get recognized because he gets recognized first. My dog gets that, which I think is Whoa. fucking hilarious. I have a 90 pound <laughs> dog and he is out in the streets, obviously. He's a big yeah. boy. He's, you know, owns downtown. And people will like look at my dog and then look at me and be like, oh my God, it's Columbo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love, I am always, I'm like in a better mood when they recognize my dog first. Okay, I'm like, well, then, well, then if you love Columbo, <laughs> yeah. like, then you recognize what's good. Yeah. This piece, we are talking about her brother, Ryan. And Megan's asking for dating advice and help for him. This is not to be in there, but my brother is single. So whatever you want to do. Hey, okay. I don't know. We can cut it. I think I'm done. Okay. I'm done with done the with dating. That. I'm just done. <laughs> just kidding. I don't know. That's a no. Okay. Um, I heard he was having a hard time getting on Raya, actually. He <laughs> got denied. All right. Well, I can help him out. Can you call someone for us? I don't know. Well, I can do Could some I, work. Should I call? Yeah, he got denied. He got waitlisted, like, what, in college? Do you guys just, like, not know any single people? Because I feel like all you no. need is, like, one person. In L.A., it's tough. You know it's harder in L.A. It is hard in L.A. Yeah. Nobody's, like, out in the streets, you know? Yeah, like New York. They're just New walking York, they're around. They're just walking. They're like, you could pick them up. I'm in love. <laughs> Go to a coffee shop, JK. This never happens, to be clear. <laughs> also, if anyone hits on me in person, I'm, like, red flag. Run. Run, yeah, run away. Hills. It's so scary. Please. Yeah. I'm just looking for PSA, my future sisters. I feel that. Yeah. All right. Well, a lot of um, dudes in my household right know, now. If he gets on Ryan, we match. future sister. Are you on Raya? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Let's but get let you me on tell Raya. you, it's a dark place. It's a dark, dark place. And I don't go on very often. Here's another little bit um, about Megan Trainer and I talking about playtime with our kids and just household rules. So you feel oh, like Oh, totally... my God, I feel so good. And he's living his best life. Yeah. She's like, if I watch Blippi one more time, though, I will freak out. <laughs> I'm like, he loves Blippi. <laughs> my son loves cars. Yeah, the the boy, he's such a boy, dude. Mine is too. I'm like, come on, let's get a doll or something. He's like, I have airplane. The he likes, <laughs> he does like makeup. And really? He likes, oh, yeah. He likes watching me my do baby, my makeup. Yeah, and then he he'll, comes in with the, uh, yeah. He'll do With his. a sponge. He'll be like, beep, 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 beep. Yeah, and he has like, a lot of opinions <laughs> about what he wears. Really? Days. Lots of opinions. I'll be like, this Wait, one. Wait, what? Can he fully talk? Um, He kind of can't. He's, I understand him. He's talking yeah, all the time. Yeah, it's his language. Yeah. But um, he's he does say full sentences now, which is pretty. What? Yeah, I can't believe Isn't it. Isn't it crazy when it they can like overnight. comprehend you? 
I understand. He understands everything I say. He repeated me the other day. I like was talking to my friend and I went, shut up. And he went, shut up. And I was like, okay. I have such a foul mouth, but luckily my kid hasn't picked up on those yet. He is. Except I was in the pool and I looked at my pregnant boobs and I was like, tits. And he was like, tits. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm going to have a rule, I think, where he's allowed to curse inside the house and around whatever and take away the kind of like taboo whatever so that it's less of a thing. But then obviously in school and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, no, it's it's a real shift from going to be able to talk about anything in front of him to realizing he totally comprehends. We're spelling out everything now. I'm spelling everything. (laughs) I can't spell. I know. Do you know how long it takes my brain to process sometimes? I'm like. I feel so dumb. Have I like lost a lot of brain cells? I, you know, yes. I was pregnant. You get mom brain. Mom and brain then, is on fire right now. Oh, I can't even imagine you're doing all this press, too. Yeah, I'm done after this. My last week. Okay. Well, They're congrats like, on the book. <laughs> I'm like, yes, I'm done after You're this. like, no, no, I am I done. I was like, I will not answer your call. <laughs> How is that with establishing boundaries with work? And- it's great. They love me and they see me go through everything. Next up, we are doing some clips from Kelly Rowland's conversation. I know a lot of you all really enjoyed this chat and I really did too. I feel like Kelly Rowland's such an icon. She always has been and it was so lovely to get to meet her in person. So Kelly here is telling me about whether she would want her kids to get into the entertainment business because obviously I was curious. She started out so young. How do you feel about your kids getting into entertainment? Um, I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, of course, I'm not the dream killer. You know what I mean? If they come to me and, the, of course, the talent is there, I could never deny that, you know, and would just want to put them around, you know, the right people, the right team, and be there to look over everything. If they want me in their business, great. If they don't, great. But let me surround you with some really wonderful people. Yeah. Um. So I feel like that. Um. It's... It's I, I've met so many parents in the industry, whether they work with their kids, under their kids, whatever. It's it's such an interesting walk to walk mm-hmm. because I just care about my kids knowing that they are loved by me, supported by me, seen and heard by me. And I don't need anything from them. But you've had such a specific experience that's given you insights into the industry in a way. And I feel the same way. Yeah. Where you can see I mean, the crazy like doors that are open and the Mm -hmm. wonderful things and then also downsides to it. Yeah. Yeah. And and that part of it is very tricky. And I think that that's where like communicating with our boys every Mm -hmm. single day, like now when I'm leaving the boys, it has to be worth it. Yeah. You know, because that's a moment that I'm not there to slightly be helicopter mom. A hundred percent. I must admit, like I am slightly helicopter mom. I okay, was like way give us an example. worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I realized I had to like back up. You mean with your older one? With you my were, oldest. Yeah. And with the younger one, like he, the two-year-old does whatever he wants. So it doesn't matter if I grab his hand because, you know, yeah. I, that we're in the park because I would literally be just so nervous, yeah. you know, especially like nowadays, like things just happen right in front of us. So yeah. I'm super protective of my kids, but I try not to put my anxiety on them. Yeah. So I think I'm there's constantly nothing working worse at than that. that. Yeah. Like you see it. So it's such a painful thing to witness with another parent because you're like, man, all you do is you care about your kid and you just want to protect them. Yeah. But you are making your kid 
so, so uncomfortable. Anxious. Like they're so anxious. <laughs> yes. I always think about that uh, Christopher Guest movie, Best in Show. I don't know if you've seen it. Yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> it's a random reference. But like the nervous, like Parker Posey couple yes. who list Starbucks, like white people, like they're very like, <laughs> they're like super like yuppie. Yes. And their dog is like a stress case. Yes. And they're always like, what the fuck is wrong with the dog? And it's yes. like, <laughs> look in the mirror. Yes. And it's I, you, boo. And it's hard because like that's obviously an extreme example, but you see it with other parents and it's like yeah in this next clip we are talking about how we came up with the names for our kids you look so beautiful and i felt so you know how it feels yes like. you yes. know how it feels like yes. i did not have a. I felt like i didn't have a chin anymore I, I my nose my was like anymore. double yeah like everything was so swollen yeah and she made me look good so i now they're like my favorite pictures like maybe ever Aww. taken of me you know yeah. but i almost was like don't do it yeah. So I'm glad I did. What's your little one's name? Sly. Like what Sly a in the great name. Scene. Yeah. What about yours? Noah. Noah. That's perfect. Yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. 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 I know. I I like with boys, I was having a hard time because I know too many, like the associations. You yes. know what I mean? So yes. I was like, oh, I love that name. But I knew that guy like 10 years ago. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. That's funny. So um, Sly, I was like, well, I love Sly and the Family Stone. I've never met a Sly. Like, yeah. Yeah. It fits him too. That's a great name. Thank you. Noah, my oldest son named Noah. Okay. Yeah. Cute. And I felt like he and I were kind of on the same wa wavelength because I was thinking about the name. What, what did I say? And everybody cussed me out for it. They were like, what the kind of name is that? Yeah. Sphere. See, I kind of fuck with the crazy names. Me too. And it was spelled S-P-H-E-R-E. -E. Oh, like, like a, a sphere. sphere. That's yes. pretty. Like, like, you know what I mean? Because he completed That is us. a pretty word, Isn't which it? is like what I kept thinking. I was Thank like, you. I, yes. Yeah. Thank you. But it she is true. Me. I do think there's a celeb thing about having crazy names that I did want to avoid a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I was yes. like, I just can't be one of them. Right. I just can't, you know? But well, yeah. I was just thinking, like, I'd never heard of that name. Yeah. Totally. And I love a, the shapes of a sphere, of mm -hmm. course, a circle. And it just signifies so much for me. Yeah. So and I it's a like, pretty sounding, like, yes. it's a pretty sounding word. Yes. Yeah. But everybody, like, I told my god sisters, I was like, I got it. It's sphere. She goes, no, no. No, it's not. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, she's like, no, it's not but that. But Noah is definitely a Noah. And how... That's nice. Yeah, he's a Noah. Did you know before you gave birth to him? Yes. Yeah, I did too. I even got... I mean, I like named him Sylvester, which was a wild wild move. Yes. I don't mind it though. I'm like, you know... Sylvester's well, I have, like, a, a great lot name. Of I thought so too. I was yeah. like, Sylvester Stallone... Obviously, the cat, it's like, you know, that's not the best thing. But um, I had a nameplate made. Like, I, yes. I was like my push present to myself. With, yes. Like, diamonds, whatever. And then I was like, what if he comes out and he's not Sylvester? This is going to be so bad. But he was. Oh. Yeah. He's um, he's just a at cool the best cat, age. isn't he? He is cool. He's a cool He's guy. also like social. I don't know. It just like makes sense. He's sly, you know? Yes. Yeah. Okay, in this clip, Kelly is theorizing why there aren't as many girl groups these days and reflects on her own rise. But you've had such a specific experience that's given you insights into the industry in a way, and I feel the same way, Yeah, where you can see, I mean, the crazy path, like doors that are open and the wonderful things, and then also downsides to it. I was just curious with the entertainment industry specifically, because you were so young, too, when you came up now that must be such a crazy perspective to be like 
okay, my son is eight. I was this age when this happened, whatever, and getting, yes. having that. Well, now that you say it like that, I mean, I was nine, 10 when the group, when I got in the group. So it was, yeah, we're coming up on that whole like recycling of a time, you know? That was so strange. that was like such a part of your childhood was becoming a performer. Absolutely. In a positive way? In a beautiful way. That's good. In a beautiful way. Because, you know, sometimes people come on the podcast who've been famous since they were really young and they're like, yeah, it was great. I'm so happy I'm here. But yeah. like, it feels a little bit like they made it out the other side is yeah. the yeah. the experience. And then there's people who come on and are like, no, I wouldn't have had it any other way. I would honestly, I wouldn't have had it any other way, yeah. to be honest. And, and I think that having the girls next to me made it easier. One of the things I want to talk about was the like extension of the groups. Uh-huh. I mean, we still, we have like, I feel like there's city girls and whatever, but like there's such a like solo artist thing. Why do you think that is? I think that maybe some of it is just wanting to see what that adventure is like. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that, you know, after spending so much time in a group, like you try some things on your own and you're like, oh, this is cool. I think I like this. And right. then you try it. Yeah. And sometimes it could be ego. Sometimes you just, want to try it and see like and you have some like maybe ideas on your own mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with all three of those you know of what i mean of course not i mean that's so, beautiful when i did my first song by myself that was with nelly and i remember it being a big record um but i also remember being petrified because i was like how did this happen so fast and that's what like it was like something ridiculous like on the charts like number one for like 12 weeks or oh something God, like that crazy. which was like really big in that that was 2004 like big in that time so it was like being in the group and having this really beautiful success and then this actually making me feel validated to do it by myself because i was nervous too that must have felt so good it did but i was still nervous of course <laughs> still nervous well it's a sure. weird thing i could see the pros and cons of like being in a group because you get to have like you said that hopefully the friendship and the connection but you also can like be like we're all in this together and yes. when it's just you it's just you yeah yeah and you really have to like then not you know, measuring your worth in yeah. even a different way. Yeah. You can't blame true. it on anyone else. You can't. It's just you up there. Yeah. And if you mess it up, you mess it up. It's saying, oh, nobody else but you. But you've never messed it up. Even oh. right away, you didn't mess it up. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Stay tuned for more High Low with Emrata. Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. Okay, now we're moving on um, to some of the Ireland Baldwin conversation. In this one, she's talking about her attitude towards social media, which I find fascinating. Growing up in the public eye, like, do you still feel an instant? You were talking about that you don't owe, you know, people a TikTok or Instagram, but you still are posting. What's that like? Like, is that to kind of counterbalance all of the stuff that's out there from your early 20s and from your childhood? Or is it just sort of an instinct that you still have and you, it's just a part of who you are or what? I think people post for a lot of different reasons, right? Like, I think some people are so active because they're afraid of being forgotten. They want to stay as relevant as they possibly can. Um, and they use social media as a tool to do so and I think other people use it to connect with other people I think people post just whatever the hell they want because they just have fun and don't give a shit so there's a lot of different intentions I think 
behind why people talk so damn much on the internet. And I'm guilty of that. I think like pretty much nine out of 10 times that I post anything afterwards, I'm like, why? Like, why did you just waste 10 minutes or three minutes or whatever it is, how duration it took to make that video? Why? You know, unless it's an important message, unless it's going to help somebody, unless it's a story, uh, something that happened personally to me that I think people would benefit from. Sometimes I'm just like, why even have an opinion? And I'll catch myself like, you know, there was a situation yesterday where it's almost like I feel like social media has sort of done this to us. It's put this like rage and entitlement where we all feel so entitled to have to speak on everything all the time, which is so ridiculous. And I really think like we're not meant to process this much trauma and information constantly all day long. Like Mm -hmm. I don't think our bodies and our brains are meant to do that. And I think with, especially with COVID, and just being isolated and trapped and people feeling stuck and lonely. And there are a lot of plus sides to social media and, you know, helping people and whatnot. But I think part of it is like, you know, yesterday something came up, I felt like instantly defensive. Like I had to speak out about something that I saw because my, you know, someone was criticizing someone I care about. And then I stopped myself and I'm like, I don't care. (laughs) And also, why like why do what am i gonna say that's gonna change you know that this person did say something wrong and we all say the wrong thing sometimes or you know we're heated in the moment we say something we don't mean and whatever but i think like it's people's inability to like let shit go and let people apologize for things there are things that are clearly unacceptable that no one should move on from that someone did obviously and they deserve to be punished but we're just like so just ready to jump on everybody all the time. And I think for me, I just kind of have fun. Like I just really don't care anymore. And a lot of the time I'm saying things that I know people will disagree with or like that's going to get me in some kind of trouble. Not anything really, you know, really, really bad, of course. But like I just think very differently from people sometimes. And I think like I just am not afraid to – speak on how something really makes me feel because so many of us are afraid to say how we actually feel because we're afraid of not following the herd and doing what we're told and we're all told how we're supposed to think and I think that that's kind of the trouble we're running into in this world is we're not able to just agree to disagree but also communicate and talk about it and find resolve Next up, I've got a never-before-heard moment from the Winnie Harlow. Um, In this clip, Winnie is speaking on her Puma brand collab and her personal style, and we talk about what it's like to see your work out in the world. Okay, I wanted to talk about Puma a little bit. Mm-hmm. Congrats. You're Thank you. are wearing it. This Thank is your you. new launch. Tell me about the, it's a collaboration or you're designing? I designed it, cool. yeah. So um, I got to go to the headquarters in Boston and just like feel fabrics and see like even other things like new shoes or other people's collections that were going to be coming out just because it's such a family vibe. And I've been with Puma for three or four years now. Oh, wow. And the shoots and... Um, collections that I've been a part of have been so incredible but for them to you know want me to create a collection was something that I didn't expect mm-hmm. and I was really honored to do so and I think 
while you know I do like high fashion looks and all that stuff day to day I like to be cozy I like to be comfy and I think whenever I was like creating everything I wanted things that I could like run around in I could work out in um I could hop on a flight and like be cool and cozy mm -hmm. Like look but good, like, but be comfortable. For sure. Yeah. But then I also wanted to add like something that was fresh and new to Puma. So like mm. when it came to making this crop top, I feel like they have a lot of crops, but they're always like cropped down like low waist. Mm -hmm. And that's not really like my type of like flattering fit because my torso is a little shorter. Like my legs are long, but my torso is shorter. So when I have that type of cut, it makes my torso look really short. And so I was like, you know what? I want a crop that you could put with any top that you have already like any um sports bra that you yeah, already have like a tank and tank like that yeah you yeah. have that also obviously goes with the collection that i have but it's like really good you know what my, what inspired me you know when like dancers will be in the studio and they like take their long sleeve shirts and they put them over their head mm -hmm. so it's kind of like you have like the arms still yeah like you're still a little warm whatever but, but you're kind of sexy yeah you're kind of sexy mm -hmm. kind of cute and you get like some air and some breathage in the pit area so that you could wear it to the gym right and, like, right right, not right over sweat yeah yeah so it's, it's not like, like having functionality comfort yeah. and like style all in one so cute when does it launch it launches may 1st in store and i'm really excited i'm excited to like go in store and actually look at it that's, oh, that's my favorite gonna be so fun when like a magazine yeah. cover drops or like a collection drops or something like just being in store and actually seeing it for yourself i know i used to like get embarrassed about that and whatever and then two days ago i went with my son and a couple friends and we like went and saw Your some billboards. billboards and then we yes. got some magazines yes. and i was like this and is the a billboards fun day. you always wanted. Like, yeah, how... it was really special. Oh, so yeah. beautiful. Thank you. I, I saw was your really billboards um, on the way here, too, from LA. Um, oh, nice. Was it in the airport or something? In the airport? Sure. I yeah. don't know. I I like like It's something, too, about, you know, being in your city. Like, that yeah. really, like, I'm like, oh, that billboard. I always eat across the street from it and whatever. So yeah, made me really you know happy. What? My first campaign ever mm -hmm. was for Diesel Jeans. And in, like, my favorite mall that I used to work in in Toronto called Yorkdale, I went and I handed in my resume at Sephora. I didn't get the job, which little you know promo for sephora because now my products are in sephora which oh i'm my God. so obsessed with but when i did um my first campaign i had the biggest billboard in that mall that i used to work in so like That's that so vibe of like full circle full circle it's yeah. in the town the city that you're from is you're very, like that's cool. a specific billboard when i said i yeah. wanted to be on billboards i was thinking of that, that one, one. Yeah, yeah that's how it was for me i too. love that for you congratulations Thank you. stay tuned for more high low with emrata Welcome back to High Low with Emrata. So I don't know if you guys have noticed, but recently I've been doing this new rapid fire segment at the end of the show, the last few episodes. But before that, I was experimenting with something called high and low picks, where I was asking my guests to tell me something highbrow and lowbrow that they enjoyed that day. Let's take a listen to a few of those. Here are bad babies, high and low picks. I heard that you like um, psychological thrillers. I do. I love psychological thrillers. I, me and my boyfriend actually just watched this movie last night, Barbarian. And it seemed like that type of like mind fuck kind of movie. And I was just like, oh, this is so cool. Like, cause I haven't, they haven't really made any new ones. And I think that one was just made in 2022. Okay. But like, I love Vivarium. I love House of Wax. I don't know if people would consider, I would consider that a psychological thriller. I don't know any of these. So like, I need to get on it. Oh, another really good one is uh, what's the one with um, 
with Leonardo DiCaprio. Shutter Island. Yeah, that yeah. one. And that every time crazy. I watch I it with people, that. I have to explain it to them. And I'm like so tired of explaining it. I just stopped offering people to watch it with me. That like, movie stressed me out. <laughs> I understood it. Yeah. I actually was able to understand it. Because I know walking into those movies, like, you never know what to expect. Like, you got to just be open for anything. And right. I feel like people try to catch on too early. Like, you got to just let it play out. But, yeah, like, watching Psychological Thrillers is like an activity to me. Like, okay. I really love it. What's your, like, guilty pleasure? You used to smoke cigarettes. You don't smoke anymore. I, I have a pack of Newports in my brain. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, I just, like... You know, I, I smoke the little vapes, but it's like sometimes you just need that. A cigarette. Okay, is that your guilty pleasure or do you have? Yeah, I would say I would say that is because it's like it's nasty as fuck. And every time like because I've been smoking cigarettes since I was like 12, 11, 12. So it's like every time I because I, I, I go back and forth, like I get on and then I get off. But when I'm off, I'm off. That, that shit is nasty. Don't come over here with that shit. That shit stinks. Don't come over here with that shit. But then like something switches. And yeah. You're back and then on I'm it. like. Here are Lauren Gray's high and low picks. I don't know if this is fancy, but I like the Charlotte Tilbury makeup products. I love them. So expensive. So expensive, <laughs> but my favorite are the magic wands. That yes. highlighter, that contrast. Very stick. easy to mm -hmm. use. Mm -hmm. I like the moisturizer. Mm -hmm. Um, the foundation, everything I've used from there is good. And then low, honestly. Any Netflix reality show, I want to start the Perfect Match one because I've been seen seeing that. it everywhere, but I've watched okay. all the other ones. I've watched Too Out to Handle. I've got sometimes I go way out of my way. I'll go on like Discovery Plus to find something. X on the Beach was quite literally one of the worst shows I've ever seen in the best way. Uh, there's so many like that. So I guess those shows. I also heard that you're a hot dog connoisseur. Oh, I love a hot dog. Let's hear about your love for hot dogs. I Okay, so there's different types of hot dogs. I personally like the footlong ones from the grill, like street meat, like uh -huh. from a vendor. Those are really good. And those um, ones like going to give you cancer and like make you there's when a lot, I was I'm sure there's a lot of things I do when I was pregnant cancer. they were like that was like the one rule was like no hot dogs and I, that, it turned me off to hot dogs because I was like what the fuck is in hot dogs that, I'm in like, trouble then yeah no you're fine you're gonna be fine I go to Wawa okay get a lot of hot dogs from Wawa they okay. have a quarter pound cheese bacon hot dog you gotta like shake it a little to see if the bun is soft though because sometimes they get a little stale um so yeah I love a hot dog. I don't like them from the package. I, I not okay. in the microwave. Not okay. boiled. Either. I'm getting so hungry. It's crazy. Oh, I'm, I'm starving. Starving right now. now. Here are Megan Trainers high and low picks. Let's start with high and then go to low. Okay, because it's like wait, is it it's like fancy, fancy versus like trash? And you said pop culture, so we pick TV shows. Great. So the fancy one is Succession. Of course, oh, love, love it. Cried to the new season. I was gonna say, how do you feel? I cried. <laughs> my friend was like I don't know why everyone's so surprised HBO always calls off their big characters and I was like okay shut up that is not true that was a wild move for like the third episode mm -hmm. spoiler alert like, sorry they don't everyone. have to answer they don't have to end now they can keep going yeah Um. and my low is MILF Manor what the hell is MILF like, Manor you are so fucking welcome because it's the best show ever <laughs> go on Um. MILFs a bunch of MILFs put into vacation land like it's pretty simple sweetie. and they're like we're milfs and we want young hot guys then the hot guys appear behind a banner and it's all of their sons and they all start hooking up with each other's sons 
And it's the most dark, fucked up show we've ever seen in My Family and I. Is this produced Absolutely in America? Love it. Milf Manor. This sounds you like some Australian so shit or something. It is the greatest show. But it is my guilty pleasure and my low for So then show. the drama just ensues. They're oh like, my God, immediately. You're having sex with my son. Yeah. But everyone's like, having sex with each other's And the sons. mom's like, he doesn't like her. She's, she's not for him. No. And he's like, I'm in love with her. How can we talk about the age range a little it's bit? It's like fucking one is twenty. Nope. And the mom is like sixty-three. Nope. Yeah. It's I the will be best. turning that on tonight. As I it say, is nope. So good. Wow. He got me um a cameo from one of the moms and I up. nearly teared up. And she had no idea who he was. She's like, hey Megan. <laughs> She's like, I heard you sing songs like made you look and I am so proud of you. And I was like, You have no idea what is this. Here are Ireland Baldwin high and low picks. What highbrow things I'm into and what lowbrow things? Um, oh God, okay. It's all been pretty lowbrow, I'll tell you. <laughs> I don't know, the, naughty, the natural lines. So yeah, I think uh, I could say that. Highbrow has been learning how to run a restaurant. We have a business partner who really manages and has experience, so we're not just like pretending like we know what we're doing. We have help, thank God. Um, but yeah, learning about wine, learning about coffee production, how much work goes into the smallest things that you wouldn't realize. It definitely makes you appreciate wine. It makes you appreciate food. It makes you appreciate a restaurant experience more because like I feel guilty for ever having, I don't think I've ever written, an, I, I've never written a negative Yelp review in my life. But of course I've had bad experiences. But now looking back, I'm like, holy shit, this is so hard that I understand, you know, why service was slow or this or that, whatever. So I think learning that trade and just how much work goes into the restaurant industry and servers and whatever, it's a lot. But wine would be my highbrow. (laughs) My highbrow journey is learning about biodynamic wine. And my absolutely dirty lowbrow experience right now um it's probably something i'm watching honestly because i just sometimes like i can't even wrap my head around working being pregnant anything i just want to watch trash so i think probably low low brow would be god it's a show where like all these moms go on a uh a retreat Wait, i just heard about this milf manor and they date their sons yes it's the most fucking crazy i punch myself every single day that i didn't come up with this because i just would die to be there and watch this happen but how is that i need to see the show i haven't seen it and um uh megan trainer was on the podcast and she also talked about milf manor and she was like i cannot tell you how good it is they're like 20-year-old sons with, like, 63-year-old moms, and they're in love, and the moms are commenting and whatever. It is so fucked up. Like, the fact that they are having sex in a room next to their son, and their son's with, like, their friend, and then their friends go with other friends, and then, like, they're jealous. It's, like, the craziest psychological experiment of moms who are, like, in love with their sons, you know? I'm almost going to say that this is so lowbrow that it goes high. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's actually a psychological experiment. It and is. Yeah. It's fucked. But that is as lowbrow as it gets, like, lately for me. I'm just like, what? 
is this world. I love it. Well, <laughs> indulge it and enjoy it. You're pregnant and now is the time to do it. Um, thank you so much for doing this. I really appreciate it. I know you thank have a ton you. going on. It sounds like you're in a really great place and I'm so excited to check in and hear how, how you feel as a mom. It's happening very soon. So I and I love watching you and you're so inspiring and Thank you. You shed a good light on TikTok, which is dark and scary place. I, I'm so pro TikTok. It's ridiculous. And I like know. people will be like, are you paid by TikTok to talk about <laughs> how great it is? And I'm like, no, but I love it. It truly brings me joy. And I, I love what it does politically. And personally, there's obviously a dark side to it. But I think it's a bright light in the hell that is the internet. I agree. I actually do agree. But you have good insight. So keep on keeping on. This was fun to put together a little hodgepodge of deleted scenes. Um, it was fun, you know, Ireland and Megan, I actually interviewed back to back on the same day. And it was really funny that they both said Milf Manor. I was like, okay, because <laughs> I'd never even heard of it before Megan told me and then they both said it. So I still haven't watched it yet, but it seems like people are loving it. And apparently pregnant soon to be moms also love it. Uh, I have a question just in general for you all. What's your ideal episode runtime? Like, do you wish the episodes were longer or shorter? I am just kind of wondering about the length of the episodes because sometimes I feel like, you know, earlier on in the, when we were first recording the podcast, they were a little bit longer. I'm not somebody who loves a super long podcast, but the conversations just felt like they needed to be that long and we've kind of tried to tighten them up a bit which i think is working but i'm just curious what you all think and what you would prefer as listeners also how are you guys listening to the podcast like i'm very curious you listen to it in your car do you listen to it in the morning on your way to work i want to hear all about that always want your feedback go to hilo.fm to submit your audio notes and um, let me know what you're thinking about all these things and you can also now text or call the Hilo hotline at 42 Hilo 4. And yeah, join the conversation on social media. Use the hashtag Hilo. Thank you all for listening. We'll be back with a guest next week. I'm very excited about. Talk to you soon. Hilo with Emrata is a Sony Music Entertainment and Bitch Era Media production. Our executive producers are me, Emily Ratajkowski, Matt Raz, and Sarita Wesley. Our showrunner is Matt Raz. Our associate producer is Rachel Choder. Today's episode was engineered by Samantha Gatsik with original music by The Crystal Pharaoh.